Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From the station bringing you every Broncos game. Touchdown, Denver! This is Broncos Country Tonight. Presented by Betfred Sports. Never miss a bet with Betfred Sports on KOA. It right here, Ryan Edwards, the quintessential cruising home in his foreign automobile. Listen to the Beach Boys. What's it like mood. to be one of the elites? It's put you in a good mood, right? What is it like to be one of the the one percenters? It's that uh, movie, Adam Sandler, Drew Barrymore, Fifty First Dates. Yeah. Huh. Where he's like singing this and screaming and crying. It's like, why would he put this in the book? <laughs> you know, Adam Sandler's had some duds recently, but that one was pretty good. Because the Beach Boys were in it. Speaking of duds, the Seattle yeah. Seahawks are laying one here on Thursday night. Broncos country tonight, Ryan Edwards, Benjamin Albright, 303-713-8585, is our KOA Center Health text line. If you missed any parts of the show, they're available at broncoscountrytonight.com, or better yet, subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast. we got a fun show for you guys tomorrow. We're actually having uh, Bree Maestas on the show. She with uh, the Let's Talk Broncos podcast, the Fan Cave, Mile High Sports. Also, we're going to have Parker Gabriel I haven't had a chance to have him on the show either from USA Today. He covers the Broncos and a chance to finally meet him in person. I've seen him around, but uh, he used to cover Nebraska, as it turns out. Yeah, it'll be a first-time Friday. First we'll some first-timers time on BCT. Yeah, it's, it's got a nice little ring to it. got a little ring to it. Some alliteration. Yeah. Some consonation. <laughs> Anyways, uh, but again, subscribe to the podcast. Tomorrow is a podcast day for us, and you want to make sure you don't miss that show tomorrow. All right. We had a chance to catch up with Damari Mathis, the Broncos' fourth-round pick this year, and started out by asking about how dominant the defense was today and how practice went overall for him. It was good. Uh, the defense, we brought a lot of energy, I think. Uh, we came out fast. We had a lot of uh, turnovers. Uh, everybody was just doing their one 11 was playing fast today. It was really good showing for us. You guys, uh, this defense has always been physical. That complements your style of play. You're a very physical corner. Where did you where did you learn that early on to be that kind of physical corner and uh, and bring that to the uh, the, the NFL? Uh, just since I was born, shoot, uh, I never played flat football. I always played um, pads first, so I always been physical, and I like to. Um, that's one of my strengths in my game. So I always love doing that, and I think I fit this defense of scheme good. What kind of adjustments have you need to make from playing in college, being a press man corner, to now here in the NFL? Just being able to slow down, slow my eyes down, being able to play off, read drops, read uh, quarterbacks more. Um, at Pitt, I couldn't really read quarterbacks like that, just more so my man. But I'm adjusting well, and I'm just trying to keep stacking days. 
Yeah, you look at uh, this defense has kind of carried this football team the last couple of years. Broncos have been kind of kind of lower on the offense. They get Russ Wilson. The narrative's all about Russ Wilson, the offense. Do you guys take that personally? Do you take that as a challenge every day to go out there and show up the offense? Yeah, uh, that's just uh, who we are as a defense. Um, like I said, we try to bring that energy and bring that swagger. Um, I feel like whatever group sparks it off, it just the energy just continues on. And we just get a good time competing with guys, like you said, Russ and all the other quarterbacks. They're real good. And it's just it's good to come out here and compete. Yeah, it seemed like, uh, especially in today's practice, early on, that the defense was really rallying around that. Uh, I mean, how tight-knit is this group uh, and compared to what you've seen before? Uh, this group real close. Um, it's, it's a real close group. Uh, there's a lot of competition in our room, and I feel like that's a good thing because we just feed off each other. Um, it's just a good energy, and we just pick each other up, you know. Every day is not going to be perfect, but we try to focus on, like I said, stacking days, getting 1% better, and I think as a room we do that good. you got a really talented secondary. You know, you got Justin, you got uh, Kareem, then you got Pat and, and, and Ronald. What are those guys imparted to you uh, as a rookie to help pick up your game early on? Uh, they, they, they showed me a lot. Uh, you know, Dar just walked by Dar. Uh, that's my dude. Um, he just be showing me a lot. He done played a lot in the league, so he done seen a lot. Um, I'm new, so. And then just – the, the scheme of playing off, like I said, he helps me out with that uh, as well as Pat and all the older guys, even the safeties. They just like, you know, give me what their input is, and I try to put that into my game and just the best way I can get better in my game. That helps. After watching the film of the game uh, this last Saturday, what have you learned about and what have the coaches passed on to you, what you should work on coming up against Buffalo? Um, just being patient, trusting what I see and going, just just continue to do, do what I'm doing, but just trusting myself more. And that's why I say the biggest thing, and just being able to clinch on, wrap up when you tackle. Bills are planning on playing a lot of starters out there, so this could be a lot of fun. You looking forward to going up against maybe Stephon Diggs? Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to going up against, you know, everybody. Um, not just any particular guy, just being able to compete and, you know, be a team player. Coaches say you and uh, your fellow rookie Hicks, you guys have exceeded expectations. What does that mean to you guys, knowing that this team thought highly enough to draft you, but that you've exceeded the expectations they had to this point? Uh, I feel like that's good um, that he said that. Um, um, I've been playing good. Fam has been playing good. And, you know, we've just been playing real good as rookies. I don't really try to focus on that. I just try to focus on what I can control and just be the best I can be every day. All right, last couple for you. You have an opportunity to play with the ones and also a little bit with the twos. What's the communication difference there? How much does that change what you do? Um, I want to say it really changes uh, more so what I do, but um, I feel like the speed is just a little bit faster. Um, when you get in, you just got to got everybody on the string and can't be caught behind. You got to, like, be on point. So, basically, I feel like you need to anticipate a lot of things and just already have pre-calls in your head so you can move fast and not just be sitting out there like, what I got? You're up against these Broncos receivers every day. Deep receiving core. Who's the guy that uh, we should be talking about that we're not? Um, or who's just a tough cover out there? I mean, everybody. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We got a lot of fast guys. I say the whole room. I don't know. I won't leave nobody out. Well, stylistically, what, what, is, what is the toughest cover? Because, you know, Court's got the size. Jerry's got those quick moves. You got guys that could take the top off. I mean, what, for you. I, I want to say who, who's the best cover, but I'll say, um, you know, Kendall gets out, his, out of his breaks, like, real good. So I was kind of, um, when I go against him, I try to make sure, like, I don't have no wasted movement when I get out of my breaks. But all the receivers are really good at what they do. They have different styles. 
You a Madden player at all? Uh, a little bit. No, I'm not that good. I'm okay. You look at the headshots, though. Who'd they do the wrongest out there? The headshots? Dang. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't even get to look at the headshots. Oh. I, somebody sent me mine, but I didn't see everybody. <laughs> no. yeah. Javante's got, like, this mean fade going on. Justin doesn't look anything like him. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. I think I did see one. I think I did see one. Um, I think uh, Boone had dreads. I didn't know he. Yes. I didn't know he had dreads. <laughs> yeah, I, I never knew he had dreads. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, Damari, thank you so much. It's been a lot of fun watching yeah, you out there. Thank you. All right, Damari Mathis, the hard-hitting journalist of questions. That's what yeah. I'm here for. Give him a follow on Twitter. I want to say it's at Mari eight six three. But yeah, good dude. That was fun. And 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 a little twist on your Madden question. You thought, you thought I was going to go a different way with the Madden question. Well, we I all zigged, did. I zigged when you all thought I was going to zag. He, even Grant here in the studio, as that question came well, up, I he was, started. Laughing. I was there when you were standing there with the microphone, and you cringed because you thought you were going to get a certain question. You didn't get it. You got a different question. The, well, the question that we all expect there is who do you, who you sub, sub out? out to put yourself in? Yeah, are you subbing out PS two? But he said he wasn't much of a player, so I didn't. I didn't go that way. Went a different way. Mm. If he said he was a big player, would you have asked him? I would have asked him if he crushed a lot. Yeah, see that I was. If you didn't say it, I was going to say it. That's two tonight. We were right there. The Phantom, simpatico. Yep, it's good. So yeah, Damari Mathis uh, looked pretty good. He's getting some time with the ones, and it was Fayon Hicks today with the pick six from all the way on the opposite field uh, in the red zone. Uh, the last the, the Josh play, Johnson, in, yeah, to in the uh, to in the practice. practice. And I, I don't know why I thought it was Delarin Turner yell at first, but I ended up no, deleting. Okay. I tweeted it and then I deleted it. Yeah, Fayon Hicks had the yeah. pick six that uh, ended practice today, and it's good for Fayon. He hasn't really had a lot of big moments. Same thing with Delarin Turner yell. Just haven't had a lot of big moments. So I I forgive you for not necessarily knowing them, but yeah, I mean this is a cool opportunity. You got this game coming up against Buffalo. You got the Minnesota game. Both those guys at least made the first round. I, I think they're both in line to probably make it all the way down to when they have to make the cut to 53. It feels like when they go from 75 to 53, that's where you're going to see where Fayon Hicks and Delaren Turner yell, sit with this team. Right. And I suspect that Turner yell is probably a guy that's going to go to the practice squad. And Fayon Hicks is, is right there on the bubble fighting with guys like Bassey and Bless Austin for the last, uh, the last corner spot. All right, we'll get that interview up at broncoscountrytonight.com here in just a matter of moments. Damari Mathis, though, working with the ones, what does that mean to you? You've been sort of speculating that might he might jump ahead of Michael Ojemudia at some point. I, I don't. I agree because we had Nick Ferguson and you asked that question. We had him in the studio earlier. I don't think it's yet. But it's trending but that it way. Is, but, it, but I will give you that there are some trends we're seeing. Even today, Ojemudia running with second team. Mm-hmm. You had Mathis out there at times with the first team. Yeah, I think for me, I'm just going off, the, you know, I'm going off what I'm seeing. I'm going off what the coaches are, are saying, and I'm going off how effusive they are in their praise behind the scenes. It's not yet, though. It's not. We're not quite there. I know, but I, you know how we are. Like, you know, I, w- I want to get out in front of something here, and, and I, I feel like that's the direction it's going. And, you know, I, we, I talked about Bless Austin early in camp because he's just having a good camp early in camp. He's kind of fallen off over the last week or so, week or so. Uh, Mathis has been on a steady upward trajectory the entire time. He's very talented. And this is why, and when Nick was here, I mentioned that we don't want to get caught up in the micro-narratives game. We don't want to get caught up in the day-to-day well, you know, narrative, hot take column. Russ looks terrible and underwhelming, and then you look like an idiot the next day kind of thing. So, yeah, I, I think that Mathis has been trending upward for a while, and I'm, I'm happy about it. On the KOA's internal text line, 566 Five six six nine zero. Ben asked who he subs out in Madden before you even had a chance to respond. 
<laughs> says, ah, oh, you got me. Good stuff. <laughs> well, because again, you know, like. I've yes, got some standards that I do ask, but I always ask. I and know, and, and to be fair, one, I ask the rookies that one because I try to catch them in that one. Yes. Because it's always one, funny. Like, it's been funny ever since. Like, the first time I ever asked that question was Shaq Barrett. I was in an interview. I was interviewing Shaq Barrett. Yeah. And I was, and he was, I knew he was a big Madden player. So I was like, you're a big Madden player, man. Um, you know, you got to get yourself in the game, right? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, so who do you sub out? Demarcus Vaughn. And they're both standing right there. And they're both looking at him like, I was, like go rookie. I was tell in me, that tell, interview with you. Tell me the, tell me the answer. Yes. Go for it. I don't know if he was a rookie at that point. It but may have not. It may have been his second year, I think. Yeah. But, but yeah. the point the point's still valid and certainly even... Because it gets funny answers sometimes. Yeah. So like, like there's, that's a statement I wrote. To, I, I don't use it as much as I used to. I used to overuse it. But Nick Ferguson said something that was so important earlier. And again, go find the interview at broncoscountrytonight.com. He said, one of the best things for Damari and for Michael Ojemudia is, as it turns out, the opportunity to get that those reps are the ones. Ronald Darby getting hurt when he did gave them that opportunity. It gave the Broncos off defense as well a chance to see what those guys are capable of because, again, you know you're probably not going to get your full complement of secondary playing the entire season. No, and, and that's you want that. You want those guys to get those reps. It's going to give you the opportunity. So as much as you don't want somebody to be hurt, and Darby wasn't really hurt. He's kind of had some bruising on his chest and, yeah. and a little bit. Yeah, he's, his, he's fine. A little, but you know, sore he wrist. was out there today, so yeah, he's, he's fine. He's fine. He caught an interception today. That was a weird one too, by the way. Yeah, Tra- that was Russ Tremont had after the, the play. Sack. The play was dead, but Russ went around trying to extend it and get the rep, and then he threw it right to right to Darby. Yeah, who actually hung on to it? <laughs> Remarkable. Here's Nathaniel Hackett talking about rookie cornerbacks and their development, specifically leaning into both Fayon Hicks and Damari Mathis. You know, it's always that idea to never panic. You never want a guy, whether it's a double move, whether he's down the field, you never want to see him uh, panic and kind of shut it down or anything. You want to see him finish through the play and trust their speed. You know, a lot of the times once you get here and you feel that speed in that different level here, uh, those guys don't realize how they're still just as fast and they're just as good. So I think that their confidence levels are going up. They're starting to understand the system too. And uh, you see they definitely make flashes. I mean, there's been a couple really good plays uh, across the board for both of those guys. Yeah, and and that's a great point he brings up specifically about the not panicking. I mean, and that's something we could have asked Nick Ferguson earlier. We can ask Steve Atwater next week about what you love so much about Pat Sertan's game. Mm -hmm. There is absolutely no panic. And earlier this week, Pat Sertan was on Jerry Judy. And he was they put him in the slot and they let him cover Judy for a little while because Judy was just cooking everybody out there. Mm -hmm. And Pat Sertan had a PBU on it. And you know why? Because he didn't panic. The ball went up. Pat Chan knew where Jerry was. He knew where his positioning was. And he batted the ball away. It was the, pl- the play that ended practice, as it turns out. Hmm. So, first of all, that's a testament to Pat Tan to be able to jump in the slot and still know where everybody is and know his uh-huh. assignment. And that's a big testament to an, an emerging guy who I think is going to be an all-pro sooner than later. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I mean that's that is the thing. Pat Sertan, no, you're not gonna if you know what you're supposed to be doing. Panic doesn't set in because you know what you're supposed right. to be doing. Right. You can't panic. Just because the ball is now in the air and it's have, going toward you or the guy that you're covering. Right. If you have confidence in yourself and you have confidence in your knowledge of what you're supposed to do, you're not going to panic. Nope. And he didn't. And that's one of the things that I do like about Damari's game so far is I don't see a lot of panic. Now, he did get what would have been a DPI, but Brandon Johnson caught it anyways mm-hmm. on the deep pass. That was that was Damari on him. But I didn't see panic from him. I just think that the positioning of it it was a first down play. They're going two minute drill, first play, and Russ just airs it out mm-hmm. deep left. And it, I mean, in those moments, 
That's what it's going to look like. If you're Damari Mathis and you're playing, it doesn't even matter which week, even take the Seattle game out of any week, you go out on the field, mm-hmm. guess where the ball's going first? Yeah. Towards you. Right. Wherever you are. Uh-huh. It does not matter who it is. You could be a, a, a versus the third wide receiver. A dude they just brought, it doesn't matter. Ball's going towards you. Yeah. That's the whole game. The game of football is picking on the weakest corner. So figure out who it is. Yeah. So if you're opposite Pastor Tan, the ball's going the other place. The ball is going towards somewhere you. else. Yes. And, and by the way, Pastor Tan doesn't get a lot of lo- the early in camp. They were going after him a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They don't go after him anymore. I don't see that very much yeah, they anymore. They just don't. Like, not, nah, not, bro. not really. Nah, bro. It's just not worth it. Yeah. It's just not. <laughs> I'm not trying to embarrass myself. He's that good. Yeah. He's getting the respect. He's getting the respect of his peers that, you know, that, that he deserves because of being out there in practice every day. The bro- it's the national recognition will come. Oh, we certainly will. But like the Broncos offense wants to get wins. Mm-hmm. They want to have, they want to win their matchups. And they're just like, it's not, it's not worth doing that. Right. We don't even to help him get some reps in. Right. They just move Sutton around to try to find Darby. And, <laughs> <laughs> and Darby's been good too. And Darby's good, but you get the idea. Like they're just not even, they're, they're just like uh, Pat's over there. All right. Now that half the field's cooked. We're good. <laughs> it's, it's done. It's, it's just, you know. Nuclear Holocaust, Chernobyl, all of it on that side of the field. Don't even go over there. All right. When we come back, 835, the NFL six-pack. Big news today on Deshaun Watson. We'll discuss the fallout. Coming up next on Broncos Country Tonight, KOA. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. From the station bringing you every Broncos game. Touchdown, Denver! This is Broncos Country Tonight. Presented by Betfred Sports. Never miss a bet with Betfred Sports on KOA. a good one too running up that hill Kate Bush yeah repopularized by Stranger Things there's another reason why we're playing this song oh god (laughs) if you missed it earlier we did a thorough breakdown of Benjamin still trying to run up that hill as as Alexis Perry somebody needs to put that music Behind the video. <laughs> Sent him rolling, sliding, if you will. I surfed down that hill. To be fair, my entire body did not fall. Stumped. I had put one hand down, popped back up, and then surfed down that hill. I like the I like the picture or the metaphor of you running up the hill in basically everything you do. I like I like the, the, the imagery of that. Constantly I mean, fighting against me, running up that hill. Hard worker. Getting my sweat on. <laughs> Running up that hill. We could both stand to probably run up that hill a little bit more. Yeah, I probably do. I think maybe we... do some sit-ups up that hill, some crunches. <laughs> yes. I don't know. Flutter kicks. Oh, man. If you missed any parts of our show, boy, we had a fun one tonight. Nick Ferguson was in the studio. 
We had color analyst Rick Lewis on, Damari Mathis on the program. Boy, so much fun and lots of laughs, lots of fun music. If you missed any of it, go to broncoscountrytonight.com. Better yet, subscribe to the podcast. That way you never miss an episode of the show. Without further ado, let's get to it. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> let's get to our NFL six-pack. It's time for the NFL Six Pack. I'm going to drink a lot of beer tonight. Insight and inside information you can't find anywhere else. No. Six. The top six NFL headlines. One. Did the All first right. one of these come in via talkback? No, no, no. Well, actually, that's a good idea. Because one, one of my stories, I know, you're, you're ridiculous. Let's try to cover sure. for you there. Let's, let's do it. We'll, we'll go to the talkback, which you can find on the iHeartRadio app. When you're streaming us, KOA, click on the microphone in the upper corner, leave us a message. We're going to use one of these as our talkback. Go ahead. What's up, guys? It's Marco from Memphis. Uh, I saw Kenny Young got released, so I was just wondering if Broncos would look at bringing him back with the Jonas Griffith injury. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Marco. Appreciate that. And yeah, one of the stories tonight, Kenny Young released by the Raiders. Will the Broncos have interest? Would not count on it. No? I sincerely doubt it. Okay, so the Joe Schobert signing... They feel relatively confident. I guess if there's more injuries, Shelby's just really. a stopgap too. Jonas is going to be back in like a month. Uh, it's not going to be long that he's going to be out. Kenny Young was good coming downhill. He was good sideline to sideline and absolutely atrocious in coverage. Um, the Which is legend, remarkable. The, he's supposed to be good. The yeah. legend of Kenny Young far outpaces the actual ability of Kenny Young. Uh, and there's a reason the Raiders cut him, and that's why. Uh, I would not be surprised to see him in L.A., whether back with the Rams or Chargers. I would be very surprised to see him back in Denver. All right, next story. Two. Well, let's get to the Deshaun Watson story that was... I mean, I guess if you don't listen to this show, you wouldn't know, but Deshaun Watson suspended officially now 11 games, 5 billion. You said it was going to be in the range of 12, which... No, this Pretty is close. a settlement. The league was seeking a full season, but would have settled for 12 and 10. They ended up last minute hammering out a suspension of 11 and 5. Uh, and I guess all sides are sort of happy with that, more or less. Um, the league did not want to actually end up getting a whole year. Because if they did, then the contract tolls and Cleveland would get Deshaun next year at a million dollars and have five years of control. Mm-hmm. As it is, now the contract doesn't toll and Cleveland only gets four more years of control of Deshaun Watson. And so it was kind of a punishment to Cleveland, even though it's not a punishment to Deshaun Watson, to take the shorter suspension that's less than a year. That was one of the questions I was going to ask. I did see that floated around on Twitter. The big portions of this, which were not widely reported until later in the day, is that there is mandatory weekly counseling for Deshaun Watson. He has to undergo a psychiatric evaluation, and he cannot get massages uh, outside of the team facility, period. He's not allowed to do that. So um, I didn't like the way he wasn't very contrite. I understand that he still has one. He still has a civil case outstanding, by the way. Uh, For everybody said this is behind him. It's not. Um, I didn't like the way he wasn't contrite. I didn't like the way he's unapologetic about it. Um, The facts certainly don't back him. Uh, The police, the prosecutors, the Texans, a federal judge, and the NFL all believe he was guilty of predatory behavior. Uh, But in the end, this is what's settled on. So at this point, after he does his time and whatever else, and, you know, I don't know. Do we give him a second chance? Here's what he had to say. Uh, Stood on my innocence and always said that I've never assaulted anyone or disrespected anyone, and I'm continuing to stand on that. 
but at the same time, I have to continue to push forward with my life and my career. And for us to be able to move forward, you know, I have to be able to take steps and put pride to the side. And um, I'm going to continue to stand on my innocence and, and keep pushing forward. And I've always, you know, stood on after suspecting or sexual assault or anything. Yeah, and there was a lot of that messaging coming out from his agent today, which bothered quite a few people that they were saying, well, this suspension and Deshaun Watson accepting it is not an admission of guilt. And they really wanted to drive that home. But that for me was more about the civil case than anything. But once again, he had this whole sort of media blitz the week before heading into that game right on Friday night where he's doing the, the, the sit down was it was an NFL network. He's doing the sit down with NFL work network saying he was very, very, I mean, he showed a lot of contrition. In well, that. sort of. He did the the pre it with uh, Adita Kotabi or whatever. Yes. He did the um, he did the pregame three questions. They sandwiched it in the middle, and it sounded scripted apology thing, pseudo apology thing. And then he just basically walked that back the minute the settlement came out. I, you know, whatever. I, I don't know. I'll root for Cleveland when he's not playing, and when he is playing, I'll root against them. I, I think that guy is just gross. I think that what he did is gross, and I think not showing remorse about it is gross. All right, next story. Three. The Chiefs are planning on playing their starters around a half on Saturday. And, of course, we saw Patrick Mahomes, the first-team offense, playing one series last week. Mm -hmm. Do you agree with the way that Andy Reid is doing things? You'd think Patrick Mahomes probably doesn't need the extra reps, but they're without Tyreek Hill. He wants to see him out there with all these new wide receivers, and now he's going to have him play in a whole half. I think that the Chiefs are going to have to play a little differently than how they've played. And... You know, Andy Reid privately, uh, they had a meeting because a lot of the players were kind of acting like they've arrived. You haven't played a game yet. And this team expects to be in the Super Bowl and they act like they arrived. And I, I think heard that, about that. And I think that Hall of Fame coach, Andy Reid, is saying, hey, wait a minute. We, we haven't done any, we haven't accomplished anything yet this year. Last year's last year, the year before that's the year before that. We haven't accomplished anything. So, you know, I, I, I think he wants to reinstill a little bit of, you know, hey, we're, we're not. You know, we, we need to have an underdog mentality approaching this, even if we may be considered the favorite. I'm with it. And, and Andy Reid tends to push the right buttons. You said he's a Hall of Famer for a reason, future Hall of Famer. Again, it's funny how that, that same conversation gets handled in different, in whatever city you're in. Like, we're having the debate right now about the Broncos and whether they should play the starters. There are people on kind of both sides of that fence. And here in, in Kansas City, I'm sure there are people out there saying, this is too much risk because Patrick Mahomes gets hurt. I mean, it's it's not going to be good news for the Kansas City Chiefs, but there's just a little bit of a belief that you have to have. And I wonder for Nathaniel Hackett if this is just the mindset he wants to come in with. He's establishing this is what we're doing, and this is sort of what we have to get used to going forward. Yeah, I, I mean, every coach has their own philosophy, their own way. Sean McVay obviously doesn't play starters in the preseason. Uh, Andy Reid, though, Hall of Fame coach. And if he's going to yeah. play his guys, he's going to play his guys. I got to trust his judgment until Andy Reid, you know, blows one. And I haven't seen him do that in a while. All right, next story. Four. The Tom Brady situation is getting a little weird. Did you see the comments today from Todd Bowles? No. Basically, to the point that they don't know when he's coming back. They they said, where, or more so, Todd Bowles was non-committal is the word, mm. on Tom Brady's return. What does that mean to you? This is a pre-discussed thing. Um, 
this is not new news to anybody but the media, and the media doesn't know, and the media, when it doesn't know, starts to speculate. And I think that's dangerous. Um, so I, I'm not going to... I'm not going to speculate on that. Uh, I, he's, I don't he's need absent. to speculate. He's, he's, he's been absent. He's going to be absent until he's back. Tom Brady's not going to miss a season. He's okay. not going to miss a game. Uh, I guess the question is whether or not you believe you need him there right now. If Tom Brady was there, were they going to play him anyway? Was he going to play? No, I, I don't think he needs to play. He you knows know, most of these guys. Conversation, right. He's a lot of the same receivers. It's going to be the same system. I, I don't think he needs to play. It's just one of those, like, wouldn't it be good to have him around the facility and, and but again if, if you're inside the building and you already knew this was going to be the case then maybe it isn't that big a deal or maybe, maybe it gives kyle trask a chance to try on what it's like to be the leader of that football team whether or not he uh even makes the roster oh man alfred that's going to be that's going to be brutal for him when kyle trask gets it's completely cut. cut yeah he's bad not not good all right next story five well ben to very few people's surprise, Baker Mayfield is expected to be named week one starter in Carolina. I don't know why we've had to go through the, what do they call it? The sham quarterback competition. That's what they were calling it here between uh, Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater, the sham quarterback competition. A little bit different because, it, you know, it one, one guy different. was winning and the other guy got the job. Um, where in Carolina, Baker Mayfield is also winning. He is. And he looked good in that first preseason game. Is there anything that could happen in the, the next couple of preseason games that could change the trajectory of that? I don't know. Maybe if Baker just, you know, lays an egg or something, but I, I doubt that's going to happen. Because the plan, as you have laid out here before, is they're trying to trade Sam Darnold. They're trying to deny they're doing it, but they're trying to trade him. Yeah. Just nobody wants that contract. Okay, so trying to trade, again, denying it, trying to trade Sam Darnold, expecting to start Baker Mayfield, all things being the same that's what you expect as well i do i i expect them to diligently try to move sam donald i th- expect them to put pj walker back on the practice squad and uh i think that's the, the role with baker okay last story six the bills are going to start josh allen in these starters against the broncos mm-hmm. coming up in this game do you agree with it do i agree with them well do you agree first of all because they seem like the the team, the top of the AFC, right? We got we just talked about the Chiefs. The best teams the in the Bills, AFC are starting their starters. They're all starting their starters. They want them to get punched in the mouth before they get in the and season. And you have a new... See, this is the, the reason I'm bringing this up. They have I was a new gonna OC. Let, I was going to walk you into it, but I'll just go ahead and tell they you. They have a new OC. They got a new OC. They got to get out there with the new OC. That's the one thing that concerns... I was listening earlier to the the, uh, the afternoon drive show to the zoo, and they, were, they had Sal on, and he was saying... The biggest concern that people have right now is the new OC because Brian Dable is not there for the first time mm-hmm. in Josh Allen's career, and they want to get him out there and want to give him some reps. I mean, how is that so far away from Nathaniel Hackett and Russell Wilson being together for the first time? It's not, and that's the thing. I, I've been saying this. The, you're going to have you have a new OC, a new head coach, a new DC, a new special teams guy, none of which have ever done any of those positions before. You probably want your guys out there for a couple of plays to get used to the communication process. You know, communication lapses. I'll tell you a story. Dave Logan told it to me. He, uh, in preseason, just made it to the league. Rookie season, catches his first his first touchdown in the preseason. Catches the ball, scores a touchdown. It's over the sideline and, you know, high, high-fiving everybody everything. Special teams comes, goes up. Is this your first touchdown in the league? And he's like, uh, yeah, coach. Yeah, it is. And the coach is like, so that means you don't have to be on special teams coverage anymore, huh? Because we just covered with 10 guys. 
lapses like that happen, oh, and wow. so you need yeah, <laughs> la- <laughs> lapses story. like that happen. So you need uh, you, you need guys out there. You need guys that are able to you know to understand that there's going to be communication lapses and and to cr- how to correct that and make sure that doesn't happen. So why not get a little trial by fire? You don't have to put Russ in a position where he's going to get hurt. You don't have to do that. But you can put him out there and get his feet wet and get the communication process going. All right, there you go. That's our NFL six-pack. Post that up at broncoscountrytonight.com where you can check out all of our interviews, podcasts, and more. I mean, again, you know, we feel like I'm, I'm I'm pounding my head against the wall. Do you have the Justin Outen cut? This is uh, Justin Outen. He was laughing at the media. By Number the way, f- Coach tweeted out about an hour ago yes. uh, just the dash R-Y and a laughing yes. emoji. <laughs> uh, you can follow him at Coach Outen. But yeah, he- <laughs> the dash R-Y. Yeah. It's great. Uh, Justin Outen on if Russell Wilson is lobbying to play during the preseason. This was this was pretty funny. Um, he, he always wants to be out there. You saw him warming up. You know, he, he loves this game. He loves this team. Uh, any opportunity that, you know, he can step inside the white lines, it's a privilege. And, you know, he realizes that every time you put a helmet on, you know, you don't know what's going to happen the next play. So he really loves this game, and that's what we love about him. Uh, but, yeah. We're, we're not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to do that. He's laughing at the media because the question was, has Russell Wilson been asking to play in the preseason? Has mm-hmm. he been lobbying for it? And Justin Allen, I mean, again, you pair that with what Nathaniel Hackett said earlier this week mm-hmm. about playing starters and mm-hmm. the risk reward and all that. Right. And then you pair that with Justin Allen basically laughing at the idea and he said it there perfectly. You strap the helmet on, you never know what's going to happen. And that's what's going through the mindset of the coaches right now. They're saying, if we put him out there, he gets hurt. This season is is toast. This plan's scared, though. You can't control the variables. Is it more valuable? To, I mean, like, not that Russ needs prep, but don't you think practicing the communication is a good thing? You could go out there and run three run plays, six run plays. The score doesn't matter. It's the process that matters. And you could go out there and run six running plays, getting the calls in, making sure you got the you know the process down. I, I don't see that being a problem. Even you could even do a one boot play action. You know we're going to fling it up deep, just protect your body on this one play. We're going to give you one throw attempt. Absolutely. And you, they've been getting the ball out fast anyways. I don't. Yeah. You know. I mean. I just. I. I for me. I, and it's just me. And granted, I did not play football at that level. I played football at the high school level. But I can tell you, like, I, I always wanted to get hit a couple of times before we went into that first game just so I remember what it felt like. Because mm-hmm. I like to talk some mess. Yep. And la- the last thing you want is that first hit of the season coming, that first hit, you know, the season coming in that first game. You, everybody's jacked. you got the, the nerves, the energy. And you haven't, you haven't been hit like that since the last year. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, you know. I, I don't know. That's just me. I'm weird. Whatever. Well, no, you're not. And, and we're more or less – I mean, we had – Nick Ferguson in earlier, and he he didn't think it was necessary for those two guys guys to get out there. But man, if this was returning offensive coordinator with the same quarterback, I mean, even Patrick Mahomes with Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy, they they don't need communication for the preseason. They don't need to do any of that. They got but they, they still see the value mm-hmm. of getting out there because it's all new receivers. They're going to be doing, as you put it, they're going to be doing different things out there on the offense than they've been doing with Tyreek Hill. It's Maybe just what it is. Get him a get your quarterback a couple looks. Get him a couple looks. Get him back in the flow of things. Get him get him some looks. Speed the game up for him a little bit. 
so that he goes into that first, oh, yeah, this is the speed of the game. Look at Go back and look at first series across the board in the NFL the last couple of years. What do you see? Quarterbacks usually a tick slow. Mm-hmm. You know, like opening drive stuff, usually, you know, I'm not, usually a three and out. Usually. Teams are using the first games as a bit of their preseason. They are. But that doesn't make it the right choice. Doesn't it, If you're a good enough team on the back end and you have confidence that you're a good enough team on the back end, that's one thing. And the Rams do have that. It's Broncos country tonight. Ryan Edwards, Benjamin Albright on 850 AM and 94.1 FM. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.